Welcome to my podcast. I'm Ninka Benedict Mauritson and I reversed my son's autism and I healed myself from depression, anxiety, obesity and the whole family from digestive issues, asthma, allergies and just overall low quality of life. I'm here to improve your life quality, your self-healing capacity and your happiness by reconnecting you to your self-healing powers and mother nature. This podcast has, it might have poor audio quality, but it has depth that will compensate for it tremendously because we're going to have a conversation today on the back end of my last podcast, which I've never had so many emails, tearful emails, recognition and appreciation. The topic of the last podcast was perfectionism and secret detox and how Perfectionism has just taken so much from me. I've lost health, intimacy, life, time with my children and quality of life by wanting to be perfect and hiding who I really was. So that was a message that resonated with so many of you out there. And that's why I have invited my good girlfriends, my colleagues, and both very strong and healthy women working in the health and coaching industry and psychotherapy. And they do work with, with, with women every day. But this conversation is going to be about our experience in this area. So I have invited Isa. And Isa is a health coach. And Isa used, used to have severe um, symptoms of MS. And she has healed herself by being kinder to herself. She has pushed herself to the limit in the past. And uh, Rege, who's also with me, she's a former pilot. So, you know, she's a tough cookie. <laughs> and she's also a coach, health coach, therapist, and she specializes in supporting families and parents in this dynamic that can be either detrimental or healing and acknowledging when we relate to each other in a family. So we're going to talk about perfectionism, the ugly sides of us, embarrassment, and this fear that people have, because that's how some of the mails I've gotten. How do you deal with being scared of rejection, of being exposed? And yeah, basically, I've got a lot of questions about how do you get started. So let's just start with you, Greg. So what is the most embarrassing secret um, that you've kept from the world? Or let me just let me phrase that in another way. How has perfectionism taken quality of life from you? What, what price have you paid for, for perfectionism in your life? Well, you can. Um, that was a good question. That was a really good question. Uh, what perfectionism has taken from my life is, um, if I should put it in a few words, probably the uh, deep felt connection with myself and the world and the people around me. Because instead of showing up as me for many, many years, I have showed up as the facade I put up with people. And thereby I have made sure that nobody in the world really knew me and I made sure that um, I didn't get to know me from the inside out by putting on this uniform, actually, 
also becoming a pilot sort of was part of my facade. And what it was covering up was a tremendous um, fear of rejection. And in a sense, to avoid the rejection from all the people that I thought would be rejecting me, I made sure to reject myself first mm. through trying to play the perfection game. If I'm only good enough, pretty mm. enough, smart enough, so on, then maybe I can win people over. And what I shared in my podcast was that I, I waited to share my story, my life purpose, even my kitchen in, in certain areas of my book because I, don't, I was embarrassed about it. And it's not perfect and it's not, it's not a lifestyle magazine. And I put this expectation on myself that I had to fit into this whole mold of being perfect on Instagram and on video. Yeah. So I find myself postponing life and passion and my need to share and show up in the world and show the people who I am until mm. it is perfect. And then realizing it never does. And that it's actually a relief for everyone around me when I'm imperfect and when I share my secrets, when I share what I'm embarrassed about, because we all do. Mm. So um, what does that, how does that resonate with you? Do you recognize that? Have you done anything like that? Yeah, I, I think that until just um, recently, I put it in another way, I think being in a family with a, a husband and kids, they have helped me, um, making me aware of all the conflicts that come, that grow out of not being you. Mm -hmm. If you don't, if you don't connect uh, in your family, if you don't um, show up as who you are, uh, you will have problems and symptoms around you that will always be sort of crying out for you, which is a gift actually. So because I have this family and, you know, people around me, crises are showing up. And mm -hmm. those are all invitations for me and you and everybody to sort of, you know, can we step out of this fantasy and can we show up as who we are mm -hmm. and embrace ourselves and use all the potential that is in a crisis or a problem to sort of dig deeper mm -hmm. and become who we are truthfully. And let's yeah. ask Isa because she's just, she's running back and forth from baby to, uh, to grown-up life, wanting to be here for us, wanting to be there for her baby. And that whole stressful dilemma, I'm sure everyone can recognize. So Isa, what's, what's embarrassing in your life and how has exposing your secrets helped you heal things in your life? Wow, what am I embarrassed about? What am I not embarrassed about? Um, because there are so many things and, and that's also something that's been going on for me since I was really, really small. Um, I've always been embarrassed, embarrassed about my, my looks and about my, um, what's that called? Like how, how I've always felt dumb, especially in school, because I didn't feel like I could keep up with others. Um, sometimes I had to have extra lessons. And my mom told me sometimes that my vocabulary was so small because I didn't read books and I didn't, and I wasn't interested in school. Um, and obviously I was always told that I was not fitting in and I was being different. And that's just the feeling that I've been carrying ever since really. 
and that's what's causing my perfectionism and is especially something that I've been struggling with um, in school um, also in my in everything I'm, I'm doing but especially in school um, how did that perfectionism drive you to a point of collapse physically because we know from the intro that you've had I, I deliberately say you've had symptoms of MS because I don't want to identify you with that diagnosis because you don't experience the symptoms right now. How does, how was perfectionism linked to what ended up showing up as MS in your, in your body? Well, it's, it's linked to the perfectionism because it's been such a stressful thing for me and it's been stressful to always want it to please others and because I always wanted to have this mask on to show everybody that I've got my shit together, I am extremely clever and beautiful and wise, and I do everything perfect. I'm a good mother, I am a good girlfriend, I am the best nutritionist, um, and all these things just kept me in this stressed state mm-hmm. because nothing is perfect, mm-hmm. and and it's... I'm still struggling with it. I mean, it's it's still something I have to all the time um, ask questions. I have to ask myself questions all the time and, and be curious mm-hmm. about why I am such a perfectionist. So the perfectionism, in just to say it short, has affected my health because of all the stress and the stress load it's put on me and that I've put on myself. So it's been showing up in me as MS. So I believe it's just a symptom of my overall um, health and how I've been treating myself always. Um, Yeah, because you've been extreme in your exercise and uh, CrossFit training, juicing, being perfect with your diet. And you actually just recently realized it was probably kind of a disturbed way of eating and relating to your body that you have now had to heal and realize that's with you yeah completely i mean it's been so stressful to be on all of these diets and to be so rigid um and strict it's it's i wanted to do everything to perfection and i followed all the newest trends the popular diets um i did a whole lot of research to to try and see what worked for that worked for others so i could do the same Mm. and then I wouldn't just take a little bit from here and a little bit from there. I would do everything um, again into perfection. And especially also with the overtraining, I was doing CrossFit several times a week just to look strong really and to look fit and to post pictures on Instagram saying, look how good I am and see how perfect everything is really. Mm -hmm. But behind that screen, that's just, not how it was because I was so in conflict with myself um, and I didn't know how stressed I was. And so as a nutritionist and as a coach, what would your advice be for women who write to me and say, how do I stand by my values? How do I dare to be different and expose myself to other people's judgment through kindness to myself? So, so, how does that whole thing come together for you? What's your advice? Like you said, it would probably 
be to to be kind to yourself um and to listen to yourself and to listen to your body um what is it telling you um and be curious why does everything have to be perfect ask yourself that question what happens if i um expose myself what happens what's the worst thing that can happen mm-hmm. because you will probably find that answer to be something different than you might that you thought so yeah be your own guru yes yourself and don't do everything any everything to perfectionism take the mask off and just be you thank you so much Isa. i can hear your daughter needing you in the background yes so thank, thank you, you so, so much, so much. <laughs> And if ever anybody wants to follow your journey, because you are on a healing journey, so you are on Facebook and it's your name, Isa Lilja. Yeah, Isa Lilja, you like pronounce, but it's a bit, all my three names are quite rare, right? So it's I-S-A, and then my middle name is L-I-L-L-J-A-E, and my last name is J-U-L. So, and it's just in one go on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah, and we'll link to it in the show notes as well. So thank you so much for your for your advice and your presence and your journey. Thank you, Nika. Um we've we've been joined by Khan and, and that's one of my other friends and colleagues. And before we bring Khan on, I just want to ask Rege, you were talking about um you were talking about this perfectionism and what we have been talking about embarrassment we've been talking about judgment and the price we pay for not sharing it and one of the things you shared that I don't think many share but I actually relate to and I hear that a lot from even men as well is that you said I I've always felt ugly Mm. and I cannot remember anything more painful than realizing at a certain point in my life that I've always felt ugly and I've always felt that I wasn't beautiful enough which I know when people see you from the outside you're beautiful and you're amazing and you're a pilot and you you've changed your life and now you're a therapist and a coach why why did you feel ugly and what can you offer someone who feels ugly or not good enough or not skinny enough or not a good enough mom what words of comfort comes from your heart well um you know feeling ugly is actually a a sort of a headline that covers many deeper layers of um insights to me at least Uh, the feeling ugly is a way of expressing not not being um, not being not thinking that I am worthy of love and belonging in this world yes. on an emotional on an emotional level, and that becomes a symptoms where we say, "Oh, I think I'm ugly. I'm not tall enough. I'm too thick. I'm too you know." Mm. Um, and the price that we talked about is that we we think we can fill that emptiness up inside ourselves with things that we sort of put in ourselves from the outside. We read, we become clever, we go to school, we become pilots, so on. And we get acknowledgement and, from men and people and people pat us on the back and say, you're so, you're so amazing, you're so beautiful. That can be yeah. a I think. Yeah, and what I discovered for me, I think it's different for all of us a little bit, but for me I found out that perfectionism and the pleasing 
mm. is actually my defense that wards off anything that comes from within myself in in like what what the needs i have the ambitions i have the the feelings i have and especially my pleasing and my perfectionism for me in my life i designed it unconsciously to ward off any anger or any aggression or any motivation that would come up inside me and you know instead of feeling my feelings towards people and expressing them and asserting myself this would be like a slow emotional suicide for me mm. where i would cover up my my feelings i would become anxious i would cover up that too and instead i would pretend to be perfect pleasing please like me mm. please don't reject me mm. it's kind yeah, of so i would yeah it's it's linked to prostitution it feels like prostitution yeah what yeah and we we just we just make sure to rape ourselves first so we don't get raped by others because we think that's what people will do they will leave us and rape us so we rape ourselves first that's powerful yeah. scary words but it, it rings true to me yeah what's your um because you also have a you have things you need to do after this call so i just want to make yeah. sure i ask you for women who come to you when when you're coaching families or women and mm. say, i'm so scared what people will think of me if i choose another direction or a different diet or if i do this self-care practice which is actually not endorsed in our culture because we need to be look and perform in a certain way what is your word of wisdom for women who are scared of being rejected and scared of being judged scared of being judged? you know what i yeah you know what i ask them if they say that no nope. i say how do, how do you feel with me right now mm. what what emotions are coming up inside you as we sit here together you and me how do you feel with me if you don't cover up yourself underneath these thoughts underneath this anxiety, underneath this self-attack, can we get to know who you really are emotionally? Mm. So for anyone who's not in a therapist's office out there on their own, I would say, um, do you want to find out who you are underneath all these facades, all these self-sabotage patterns? Are you hungry to get to know who you really are? Mm. And if you are, join a community where that happens, where you can heal yourself. That's what I would say. I love that. And you know, <laughs> we, we are all fans of self, self-revelation, you know, revealing ourselves and our secrets. But the, the funny thing about this is that people know anyway, when you're trying to be something you're not, instinctively, we sense it. So intuitively, yeah. everyone knows that you're playing someone that you're not, that you're saying yes when you mean no. And it is mm. as unsafe to be in your company when you are not true to yourself as it feels yeah. to you to be in your yes. company when you're not true to yourself. Yeah. So thank you for, for being willing and vulnerable and inspirational And you also go live and you offer this beautiful support on Facebook. And where can international listeners find you, Rege? We will link in show notes as well, but where, where can we find you? I actually just have one site on Facebook. It's called Wholehearted People. 
out in one wholehearted people um so you can find me there beautiful thank you so much i love you yeah you too bye and here is my beloved friend khan who who showed up luckily (laughs) so we've got on the screen this is so funny for for those who are not watching this because we have isas i think it's her legs and her chair and her dining table because she logged in from two different accounts (laughs) you're you're now part of isas life as a mom under her table as we speak yeah right what a good what a good intro for imperfection yeah definitely what prices have you paid Khan? and let can you talk a little bit about who you are and what you do and why why you are willing and and courageous enough to be imperfect yeah i am a mom uh, and and I, i i'm married to my my husband and i'm also a teacher and uh During my life, I have been um, long periods where I um, didn't really, there was really no, uh, uh, what do you call it, congruence between how, how I, uh, what I said and what I did. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was a pleaser type everywhere. I thought that I'm the one to fix stuff. Um, so I did that. And it, it, um, it made me be the victim, really. Mm-hmm. And it left me being the one that was not really taken care of. And um, so the process of knowing um, to, uh, to see my own imperfection into my eyes has actually been, been my turning point. Mm. Because if you're willing enough to um, accept, mm. really accept that you, you can't do any, everything and you can't fix everything. Um, and my imperfection was actually... Um, Yeah, how can I tell you? It was like um, uh, there was no authenticity between. Uh, I, I just said, "Well, let's we do what we think, what we think, and then we'll see what happens." Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, not really um, in the deep with things, mm-hmm. and I am definitely not in contact with myself in any way. Mm-hmm. So m- mostly that's it. Now I um, I walk down a path where I where I have learned to um, get the connection back. And where I have learned to um, to see that my imperfections are okay, mm-hmm. and that we all have imperfections. And and you said something before about um, I think that people they feel a kind of connection with you if you dare to say um, I'm not I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. I've got we all have issues. And I I sometimes I say to people that um, how, how do I express it? I say something like uh, in Danish it's called the Uh, we all have kind of issues. Mm-hmm. If you're rich, you're poor. If you're sick, you're you're healthy. You know, we all have those uh, issues around us that does um, that are are, are mostly um, what we call it. Um, um, it's common for all of us. We just don't want to see it. We just hide it anywhere. And I, I, uh, I was a very good hider. Mm-hmm. And all my life, I think I've been I've been the girl who who wanted to please everyone. And um, It basically made myself miserable, and it made myself. Um, who am I really? What As am I to, who am I really? As a mom yeah. in your family, what price did you and everyone else pay for that perfectionism? Mm-hmm. And this uh, this unalignment between who I am and who I present. Um, yeah, it, it's basically I um, I gave up on myself 
so I paid, we paid the price that, that um, I gave a lot of space around me uh, away uh, so that somebody else could fill it in. And I was not, you know, I was not linked enough or not, not staying enough to the ground to be the one to, um, to care for my whole family. So I just, um, I said, well, if uh, we got <laughs> in one direction, we got someone who's going left and we have to go straight, then I was the one to, to get us all on the right direction. And I paid a big price because um, I was not strong enough to be there for my children when, when I was young. Mm-hmm. I, um, I gave up on, on myself, basically. And, it, and I, when I realized that, I, there was a lot of things I had to, didn't really say, I'm sorry, but in, in a way I did, because mm-hmm. there are things I would wish that I could have done better or in a more healing way than I did. And, and um, when it's you so, realize that. It's yeah. really interesting because we do it from the best place and the biggest heart to be there for everybody else and we end up every time we leave ourselves we end up becoming more and more contracted and more and more angry more and more resentful that's what I experienced in my own life that I became a bitch from being a bitch towards myself so I was the one yelling I was the one who felt why is it nobody's taking care of my needs I'm taking care of everybody else's need and then I started being less and less available and more and more resentful yeah what's so when we if we just to to finish this conversation of touch upon secrets can be secrets is what we think will separate we think that if people know who we are and know our secrets we will be alone and we will be rejected no and yeah i learned i learned that yeah, actually, it's it's completely different. I, I I almost felt that during my healing period with you as well that the more I could expose myself, the more I could tell all my ugly ugly stuff, the more I could pour it out on the table, the more I could vomit, you know, like basically, the more I could say, <laughs> this is also who I am. The more acceptance, the more joy, the more. Um, you feel like you are the good and the bad and the ugly and the beautiful in one. Mm-hmm. And so, so it was kind of uh, putting, taking things off your back every time you reveal a secret that needs, what do we need it for? Or for who do we hide it? I mean, we are who we are. And if people, I, I, nowadays when I'm a mature woman, as you call me, I say, but <laughs> I, I don't really care. You don't have to like me. But this is who I this is who I am. I am this I am this woman and I am the good, the bad and the ugly. So, and ironically that's that's who we are drawn <laughs> to the most is people yeah. like you. Is people who, who dare to be exactly who they are and they don't give a monkeys who likes them nope. and who doesn't. And so. I, I you know, I got I got a lot of I got enough friends and I got some people who really like me. And it, uh, it's not to say that I, I'm not inter- interacting with people, but I don't need that acceptance pe- anymore mm-hmm. because I got something else. So what would your words of wisdom be here to, um, to send this message out? And before we say goodbye, what would your message be for women who are so afraid of exposing themselves and being rejected and being different? What words of encouragement could you offer? 
I would, I would say to them that, you know, for my hippie heart, I'm an old hippie woman. So it is actually, for me, it is all about love. Mm -hmm. It is about accepting what you are. It is about looking into your face that you, you can't be this beautiful appearance all the time. Mm -hmm. You are everything in one. So just love what the, I was just sitting there for it. What the, <laughs> What comes out of you? Come on, love it, girl. Yeah, you are. Yeah. You are. You are it all. I see. I mean, you are the fat on your tummy, and you are the the makeup you put on, and you are the family, and you are you are what you are. But mm -hmm. give yourself love around it because it's 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 what will bring you on. That will that will make you stand on the earth in a way that gives you the power back. And I think you're such a beautiful example of that. That's why I love you so much. Um, the, the, the people that I'm attracted to, and you can look around, the people that you want to watch on a movie, the people who create beautiful music, those who make life colorful are not the ones that keep quiet, fit in, please everybody else and you know just become part of the whole scenario so just no. dare to be crazy dare to be ugly it makes life yeah. so much more fun yeah and i would say and i would say laugh some more come on yeah. laugh of yourself instead of being pulled down and you say oh come on give us a laugh instead because life is beautiful so don't uh, don't get messed up with everything you're not now my dog he wants to go out oh well <laughs> thank you for no. Khan. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for contributing so. and opening this door for people who want to escape from perfectionism yeah. and uh -huh. have a, have a detox uh, from it and thank you for being in my life I love thank you. you Nika. Thank love you. you too bye, bye.